the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now, your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Woohoo! 6.02. Is it 6.02, Sam Bellino? What time is it? I got the it's right time? 6.03, actually. It's 6.03. Here we are in New York. What a day. What a great, great day. It is, uh, you know, when I speak to young people, and I, this is very not a very unique uh, suggestion to people, but if you are lucky enough, if you are blessed enough to find a job, if that's what you want to call it, that you really enjoy, you're very, very lucky. And look, we all have ups and downs, but today was just a, a great day, a very productive day. Um, you know, I often drive into the city, um, but this, this was a subway day, um, and um, I get so much work done on the subway. It's amazing. And I love to do, I, I do a combination of the people watching and the, the you know, I'm, I, I'm on my phone and I had this big um, sentencing submission that's due. So I was reading that. I was getting so much work done. I didn't even switch over to the um, to the express train, and I stayed on the local train, the R train. Uh, and the, you know, the city is a buzz with this United Nations uh, stuff, and there's, well, there's more black SUVs floating around here. You know, it's funny when we were kids, and this would go on. They were all like Lincoln town cars and limos. Now they're all like Chevy Suburbans, but they're all over the place. The president was in town today, and. Um, that if you, if you know just to stay away when that's going on, and I did, and uh, I'd like to give a shout out to the R train and to uh, a little bit. I did the D train at the very end because it stops closer to the office than the R train does. I did that yesterday as well. Everything ran great. Um, it was crowded. It was safe. There were police officers. Woohoo! New York, baby. I am New York City's unabashed cheerleader. Yes, I will constructively criticize it. But I am not part of this legion of people who unfortunately seem to be more and more out there of trash in the city of New York. And uh, we have some great guests on. We're going to talk about Times Square. We're going to talk about um, new stores that are open in Times Square from the proprietor. We're going to talk to a native New Yorker. I call him Uncle George. His name is George Olson. He's a famous lawyer here in the city of New York. He's in the world of real estate, and but he, he lives in lower Manhattan. He's going to give us a little insight into you know what it's like from a real New Yorker. Because what sells right now, and we have no one to blame but ourselves, because in the world of media, they can monitor much more closely than ever before what articles in a in a journal, in a newspaper, a periodical, 
what pull people in. I mean, they, for those of you who are not technologically savvy, and I'm not saying I am, but I mean, they not only can they tell what articles are being clicked on, but then how long you stay on the article. Do you only read the first paragraph? I mean, you know, they don't know if you're Evelyn Wood and you're a speed reader and you can read the whole article in, you know, 12 seconds or if, you know, you read a little more slowly. But and what what sells? What what are getting the clicks? The negative articles. And, you know, that it's been that way for quite some time, quite some time. Now, here's a negative article that's relatively new within the last hour. President Biden gives Bronx cheer to New York City snubs meeting fellow Democrat Mayor Adams as migrant crisis surges. Um, obviously, the president of the United States was literally, if any of you who know Manhattan, the the United Nations is on First Avenue and 45th, 44th, 43rd, the building itself, like the entrance is on between 42nd and 43rd. And the... Um, Roosevelt Hotel, which is like ground zero for the migrant crisis, is right up from 45th Street, basically between Park and Madison with Vanderbilt in between. Uh, Nothing. In other words, here's the president, the man with the checkbook, the man who has policies that um, seem to, you know, not be cracking down on people coming over the border. And you would think, you would think the greatest city of the world that the president of the United States is right here, he would do something, pass by, a photo op, talk to Mayor Adams, do something to make sure that people think he's on top of it. But he's not on top of it. And I'm not here to bash President Biden. I'm not one of you. There's plenty of radio stations you can look at, and all you'll hear all day long is he's senile, and he's this, and he's that, and he's the other thing. But if you look at the Siena College poll, which is a Siena College is known to give pretty accurate polls, 62% of New York State, not New York City, other people this morning were saying, oh, it was a New York City poll. No, in New York State. But 62% of voters in New York State think that Biden is too old to run for president again. Uh, 60% think that Trump should not be president. Um, the bottom, bottom line is it's a mess. I mean, it is an absolute mess what's going on all over the country. Uh, you heard me railing it yesterday against uh, that they're changing the dress code in the Senate. The United States Senate should be up there with the Supreme Court of the United States, should be up there with the White House. Who was telling me? Oh, my friend Jerry Foley. He said that he he's a, a television producer. When they had to go do shoot something in the White House, I mean, this is a guy who his job you dress casually for. He put on a suit and a tie. You're going in the White House. You show respect. Ronald Reagan, he never took his jacket off in the Oval Office because that was a sign of respect. And you could sign me up for that all day long. And now Schumer says, oh, no, you could basically, you know, you you police yourself what you're going to wear on the floor of the Senate. It's, it's, we're just not living up to the great American ideal. And you got to start from the foundation and the foundation of the three branches of government. And you need to see. You need to, to those three branches of government need to be shown tremendous respect. The Oval Office, the floor of the United States Senate and Congress, and um, the Supreme Court of the, of the United States of America. Once you start losing that, folks, it, it all comes apart. So 
yeah, we have a crisis in New York City. Let's face it. I know I am totally biased, but New York is New York. Okay, it's you can have L.A., you can have Chicago. I don't even know if there's a close third after that. It's New York. The president of the United States is here. There's a crisis here. You know, if there is a, a, you know, Biden made this gaffe the other day. Oh, I was at September 11th. I was at ground zero the day after September 11th. No, it was the week after September 11th. Um, But he came, right, when he was a senator. Well, now you're the president, and there's a big issue here. And instead of throwing us some kind of love, he gave us nothing. Now, Eric Adams is going to be on this show Thursday, barring any kind of an emergency. His his uh, team uh, said, you know, they, they confirmed yesterday. And, you know, there's always that proviso that, God forbid, some bad thing happens that takes him away. But short of that, he's going to be sitting on the other side of my desk. He's going to be talking to us. Of course, we're going to talk about the migrant crisis. That's definitely something I want to talk to him about. I want to talk to him about the stupidity of the city council going to maybe passing some kind of a bill that says... Any on any city property, if there's a statue or a monument to George Washington, George Washington, Peter Stuyvesant, or Christopher Columbus, it should be removed. I mean, these people in the city council. I hope I hate to speak negatively about people, but really, really, that's what we're going to do now. We're we going to change the, the name of the capital of the United States of America. They're so off the wall. And why is that? Well, I don't have the answer, but I can tell you, you got to get your head examined nowadays if you really want to go into politics. It's a lose-lose proposition. You don't, you, you no longer garner respect from people. People know saying, "Oh, wow, he's a, he's a, uh, he's a congressman." You know, what, what a prestigious thing, or you know, he's a senator, a state senator, a state assembly person. You don't make really any money. Your life is not your own. You got to go to this block party and this hearing or this. So the quality of people who are leading our city, our state, and our nation is just diminishing more and more and more. And it shows. It really shows the quality of folks who are supposed to be the leaders are just, they're, they're not impressive. Chuck Schumer is a pretty sharp guy. For him to all of a sudden say, yeah, you can wear whatever you want on the floor of the Senate if you're a senator, I don't know what he's thinking. The fact that he's not pushing the president of the United States to help the micro-crisis, I have no idea. The fact that, according to the Constitution of the state of New York, the governor is supposed to be pushing all the counties, every county in the state of New York, to help with the micro-crisis, and yet she's failed to do so, makes no sense to me. The, the, The mayor, look... He's doing the best he can. I, I mean, oh, you're, you're so, you defend him all the time. I just know his schedule. I know he's working his tail off. I know that this migrant thing has really taken things for a turn for the worse. I know initially he said, we welcome you with open arms. But he's now said, okay, our arms are full. He said our arms are full. Everyone's got Namby not in my backyard, Nimby not in my backyard. They don't want migrants in Floyd Benefield. They don't want them in Staten Island. Where do you put these human beings? We could do better, and we need to do better. And we're going to have the mayor here on Thursday, and we're going to talk about that. I'm going to have a little town hall meeting right here in my office after the show with some powerful and, and New Yorkers who I respect to hear their point of view. 
We're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit about Times Square. We're going to talk about new businesses that opened in Times Square because that is the center of the world. Don't go anywhere. We're going to have a great show. We are fired up on a uh, Tuesday night with Uncle George in the house. If you're looking for a solution to aches and pains, Relief Factor is your supplement. Let me just reread that uh, Nancy's testimony because I didn't get a chance to get through Nancy's testimony. Nancy from Texas said, I love Relief Factor. I can do more now. Yay. After teaching riding lessons and taking care of my five horses daily, I used to be so tired. Now I can keep going, get more yard work done, housework, and cooking done. I have more stamina because I don't hurt. Uh, Feels so good to be able to do more like I used to. It did take a couple months for Relief Factor to, to for me to really notice a huge difference. It slowly happened for me. Luckily, um, I just kept taking it, and the improvement is amazing. And I can tell you that's my testimony exactly. It, wasn't, it didn't take a couple months. It took a, it took about a week, but that's the. That's what I saw when I took Relief Factor. This is Joe Piscopo. The following is a medical minute sponsored by my friends at InfuCare RX, a leading specialty infusion pharmacy provider for patients with complex conditions. InfuCareRx.com, improving quality of life, one patient at a time. Here is Dr. Nick Silvestri, University of Buffalo. Myasthenia gravis is a rare disease in which the body's immune system, the system normally present for fighting off infections, creates proteins called antibodies that actually attack our own muscles. These antibodies are directed against the portion of the muscle where the nerve and the muscles communicate, and because of this, the main symptom associated with this disease is weakness. Myasthenia gravis most often affects women in their 20s and 30s, and men and women in their 60s and 70s, but thankfully there's a treatable condition and we have many approved medications available to help people with this disease. This Medical Minute is sponsored by InfuCareRx, and the information, comments, or views expressed by the guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views of InfuCareRx. Please consult your medical professional for any medical questions, opinions, or guidance. Hi, Kevin McCullough. The International Travel Show takes place Thursday, October 26th through Saturday, October 28th at the Javits Center in New York City. This is your travel hub. The show is open to the public on Saturday. Come and explore vacation options from around the globe. Meet representatives face-to-face, set appointments, and participate in sessions that will feature unique destinations, travel tips, and best travel practices. Visit the Travel and Leisure Go booth for exclusive travel deals and discounts, expert advice on destinations and attractions. Don't delay as the event will sell out. Register for a discounted admission ticket. Go to www.nyinternationaltravelshow.com That's www.nyinternationaltravelshow.com That's www.nyinternationaltravelshow.com All right, let's talk about our friends at Connors and Sullivan because you are going to get a unique opportunity to have some time with Mike Connors from Connors and Sullivan at one of the free seminars that he's conducting all over the city of New York. You can listen to uh, some of his words of wisdom and you can ask him some questions because, you know, the time to plan is now regarding wills and trusts and power of attorneys, healthcare proxies, living wills, your overall estate plan. Now, you could call them at 718 238 6500 and make an appointment, <clears throat> but if you're anywhere around over the next uh, over the next month, there's plenty of opportunity to hang out with Mike Connors. Monday, October 16th at the Greenhouse Cafe at 3rd Avenue in Brooklyn at 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. 
Tuesday, October 17th at Buckley's Restaurant Avenue S in Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Wednesday, October 18th at the Adria Hotel, Northern Boulevard in Bayside, Queens at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Thursday, October 19th at Conley's Corner, Grand Avenue in Maspeth, Queens at 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. And Friday, October the 20th at the Lucas Restaurant, I'm sorry, the Lucas Trattoria, 616 Forest Avenue, Staten Island, 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Otherwise, if you for some reason those dates don't work for you, call 718-238-6500. You'll reach Connors and Sullivan. You can set up an appointment. And as Mike Connors always says, the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. Listen to AM 970, The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart or Odyssey.com. Listening to Good Times because Niall Rogers, who's a guitarist, producer, and member of Sheet, is 71 today. This uh, this song was all over the place. Jimmy Fallon is 49 years old today, huh? Yes, he is. And uh, tell us about Adam West there, Sam Bellino. So Adam West, most famously known for portraying Batman in the 1960s ABC series of the same name and as well in the theatrical release released in 66. And he's reprised the role in various media through 2017. He's, that's like his most famous role. Well, I used to watch that all the time. So what, today um, Today would have been his birthday? He would have been 95 today. We lost him on June 9th, 2017 at the age of 88. And a woman who uh, whose name I heard growing up, Mama Cass. Mama Cass Elliot, yes, from the Mamas and the Papas. And she she died at thirty two years old. She was a kid. She was a kid, and but unfortunately, you know, back then drugs was prevalent as as it is now today. Uh, but that was the uh, ultimate reason for her untimely passing. Well, you know, you say that, Sam, and we're going to get to Tom Harris in a minute, but. According to Keith Simpson, who conducted her autopsy, she died of a heart attack, and there were no drugs in her system. Now, the reason why I looked that up is because I remember my someone might I thought my mother told me that she died on like she was choking on a ham sandwich. Yeah, one of those things. Someone else like, did you hear that? I I did hear it, but um, it uh, may be one of those myths. Like that's what I'm thinking. Okay, I'm thinking because uh, like that whole thing with. I don't know, someone having a cat on their lap and the Johnny Carson show, and uh, that actually never happened, but everyone thinks it happened. There's a word for that. That um, What's his name knows there? What's his name? That guy from Staten Island. Um, who, he's got the big gray streak in his hair. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, I'm aware. I, I think oh. you're referring to the Mandela effect. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. that's when people remember something that's commonly not the right thing. Ah, you see, that's why Sam Bellino is here, okay? (laughs) He's here to tell you about the Mandela effect. Well, without further ado, let's bring in our favorite man regarding Times Square, a a guy who really gives us the inside scoop of what's going on at the center of the universe, because in my opinion, look, on New Year's Eve, what does everyone watch? You know, they're not watching the L.A. ball drop. They're not watching the Chicago ball drop. They're watching the New Year's Eve ball drop in New York City. Without further ado, the head of the Times Square Alliance, 
Tom Harris. How are you, sir? Good, Arthur. Thanks for having me. And first, shout out to Padre Lou for his libation last week. It was a hit at the Harris household over the weekend. Oh, very nice. I like that. I like that. You know, Tom, yesterday I, I mentioned that um, over the weekend I, uh, I have this little juice machine at my house out in Long Island. And right now the peaches in Long Island are like, you know, they're basically like sugar. And uh, little Arthur, he usually I put like apples and cucumber and celery. And I, he t- I took him shopping with me at the fruit market and he wanted to grab some peaches. Like, OK, he goes, let's juice them. I'm like, I don't know if they're going to go through the juicer. But they went through the juicer. They were delicious. But then <clears throat> I turned one of them into a Padre Lou libation. I just added a little love to it, a little gray goose love to the uh, to the peach nectar. And wow. That that was a good one. I highly recommend it this time of year. But I appreciate uh, Tom Harris uh, getting into the Padre Lou libation. Now, it's interesting you brought up alcohol because I, I know you wear a lot of hats and you were an inspector in the NYPD. Mm-hmm. Someone asked me a very simple question regarding, I mean, the the marijuana cannabis use in Manhattan, for those of you who don't venture this far, is insane. I mean, it's insane. You know, it used to be that there would be like four guys standing around passing around one joint. Now there's four guys standing around and they each have a joint. And God knows where where they're going off to work to. But that's not really my point. My point is this. There are all of these illegal places. Tom Harris, do you have any clue? And I know this. I'm asking you to use your common sense. Not I'm not asking for any inside baseball here. The way the state liquor authority enforces the laws regarding alcohol at restaurants and bars and delis and all of that stuff. Is there any reason that you could think of why there can't be the cannabis uh, authority, the state, instead of the SLA state liquor authority, there's the SCA, the state cannabis authority. And it's the same exact way. I mean, Tom Harris, you tell, tell the listeners, you put on your police hat for a second what happens if an establishment sells alcohol that doesn't have the appropriate license? Arthur, it wouldn't be open for 24 minutes. It would be closed down by either the police or the state liquor authority. I, I can tell you that if the state's plan was to screw this up, it was executed flawlessly. <laughs> and, so, and I'm sorry, Tom, go ahead. Yes. So there is an Office of Cannabis Management. It's a state-run agency. They only have 37 inspectors for the state. So that's a recipe for failure. Uh, We have been advocating with the city council. You know, we we can't necessarily control the state, but we can control the city. Well, wait, okay, so Tom, just ask me again. I I know I'm taking you out of your area of expertise, but... Why is it a city thing? In other words, the state liquor authority is a, it's the state liquor authority. So why is this not a state issue? No, no, no. It is a state. The state has the Office of Cannabis Management. So it's a state agency that controls this. But there are things that the city can do. And we have been advocating for the city council to pass rules. We can't necessarily control the state, but if we adopt an extreme ownership model, or what we can do for the problem, we can punish the landlords, we can nuisance abate. If we strengthen the nuisance abatement laws, we can nuisance abate the locations. If they're selling illegal weed, uh, we can increase the amount of enforcement, and we can all get together and advocate for the state to, to focus on this. I, 
you know, you made a great joke there, but if their plan was to screw it up, they did a great job, Tom Harris. Um, the, they didn't need to reinvent the wheel. In other words, the wheel was there. You just take what you do with the State Liquor Authority and you just mirror it and say, we're going to do the same thing. And, you know, when you say if a place opened up that, that didn't have the appropriate liquor license, they would be shut down. Like, folks, you don't understand, they would... They, they, agency the enforcement agent would come in with like a huge chain with a huge lock and put it around the thing and just shut it down here i think they're just giving out fines these guys are paying the fines because they're making and they're reopening the next day and 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 making the same you know making keep printed money i just feel so bad for the people who are doing this legally and i don't think they're making anywhere near the amount of money that they thought they were going to be making I'm sure that they are not because there's there's no incentive to do the right thing when there's no accountability for doing the wrong thing. On December 28th, we had two illegal cannabis locations. We have 11 now. We had 12. The district attorney's office was able to, to close one, but they're opening at a faster rate than than the, the system in place. The, the, then the system is in place to close them, and that's not a recipe for success. All right, Tom. Well, I know you're doing your best out there to, to and, and working with coordinating everybody to um, uh, make Times Square as safe and as clean um, and as welcoming as possible. We're gonna we're gonna keep you on because our next guest um, is Ben Van Leeuwen. Am I saying that right, Tom? I believe so. Yes. Okay. That he's the ice cream founder, and uh, they they're entering your your world here in Times Square. So I want to keep you on with him. But before you go, I got two minutes left. Just give me a little state of the union of Times Square here in uh, the middle of September. So uh, look, our pedestrian counts are high, and Van Leeuwen actually uh, crossed. It, it, it was pivotal for Times Square. We lost 179 businesses as a result of the pandemic. Van Leeuwen was the 180th business to open in Times Square since the pandemic. So we're on the other side of this. And uh, Ben's got a great story. And it, 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 he, he is the American success story. And uh, in terms of <clears throat> safety, people just coming over there and, you know, walking in and strolling around eating an ice cream, Tom Harris, how are we doing in that on that front? Look, the, the police department's doing a fantastic job. Captain Dave Pajoli is the Times Square captain. He is out there. Um, he is aggressively enforcing a lot of quality of life issues. And as with transit, what a surprise. I know you have my friend Mike Kemper on, but transit crime is down because arrests and summonses are up. And that's the recipe for success. And uh, Mike is doing that in the subways, and Dave is doing that in Times Square. So I think that that we have a, a great recipe for success in Times Square. Mayor Adams has really put a lot of resources into Times Square, and it is safe. Can it be safer? Right. Of course. Tom, you keep, you're not going anywhere because I want you to just uh, co-host with me for the next segment when we have uh, Van Leeuwen ice cream founder Ben Van Leeuwen coming on the line to tell you about his ice cream empire and uh, about his feelings about opening up in Times Square. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere, folks.
If you're a business owner, imagine getting up to $26,000 per employee. There's still time for business owners to file for the Employee Retention Tax Credit Program. This program is for business owners who continue to pay their W-2 employees during the COVID pandemic. Many businesses qualify and simply do not know it. All business types and industries may qualify. You can claim the credit even if you received a PPP loan. This is a cash payment and not a loan and can be claimed now. The licensed CPAs and tax professionals at DH Tax and Consulting have been serving business owners across the country for over 15 years. The best part is that until you receive your cash payment, you don't pay us a dime. Our tax credit specialists are available now at 833-ERC-FILE and your tax payment estimate is quick, easy, and free. That's 833-ERC-FILE to qualify you and your business for up to $26,000 per W-2 employee for free federal aid. Call us now at 833-ERC-FILE. That's 833-ERC-FILE. Think the government is spying on you? Wait until you learn the entire truth from Swiss America, the trusted leader in precious metals for 40 years. Let's just say you might want to think twice before making a bank withdrawal these days because somebody could be watching. It's true. Let Swiss America educate you about how banks are required to spy on us for the government and report any behavior they deem suspicious. You'll be shocked when you read The Secret War on Cash from Swiss America, which is really a war against all freedom-loving Americans. It's free to Salem listeners. Get your free copy of The Secret War on Cash by calling or texting 800 63 That's 800-630-1495. This war includes digital currencies, too, so please get and read The Secret War on Cash free by calling or texting right now at 800-630-1495. 800-630-1495. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, this is Judge Kamins, a partner at Idala Bertuna and Kamins, and where Arthur Idala of the Arthur Idala Power Hour works at his 24-7 day job. In 2014, I retired from the bench to join ABK, which is a full-service preeminent boutique firm that has been helping New Yorkers when legal problems arise. ABK is uniquely qualified to assist New Yorkers who have a wide range of legal problems, from personal injury claims and civil litigation to criminal defense and trusts and estates. I personally work on appellate matters, attorney disciplinary matters, and complex legal issues with a dedicated group of attorneys who provide a team approach to each case. There is no legal problem too big or small for this talented and hardworking legal team. So when you think of the Idala Power Hour, also keep in mind ABK, the power legal firm. Let's talk about the men and women who could benefit from visiting Plaza College. You could go there live, you could go there online, but you should go there. One way or the other, you should get there. They have all those schools of study. Um, Obviously, I'm always talking about court reporting, court reporting, court reporting, because that's part of my life. But uh, tomorrow I have a friend coming in, and she just became a nurse. She lives in a different state, but we're so proud of her for doing it. You if you got nothing going on, you should definitely look into their nursing program. Their accelerated Bachelor of Science in nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. They just graduated 18 people from Plaza College that are now in our city 
working real hard to make us feel good when we're in those hospitals. Plaza also has their dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. As I said, I've been there, I've seen it, and it's incredible. For additional information regarding these programs and the other programs that Plaza College has, email them at info at plazacollege.edu. Go on their website, Plaza College, or just just write a little note and say, I'd like to know more about the court, the court reporting. Or I'd like to know more about the nursing at info at plaza, P-L-A-Z-A college.edu. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Welcome back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with lifetime New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala making the case for the city he loves. Here's Arthur. I hear those ice cream bells and I start to drool. What are we playing here, Sam Bellino? This is I Love Rocky Road by Weird Al Yankovic. Oh my god. Vanilla just leaves me cold. Let it roll. There's just one flavor good enough for me. Yeah, me. Don't give me no crummy taste spoon. I know what I need, baby. Wow! I hope we're not going to offend our next uh, guest with this uh, with 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 this song. Well, and those of you who are just listening, we have our our Times Square Tuesday friend Tom Harris. He's the president of the Times Square Alliance. He and I have done many many shows together. So, uh, Tom, we have a special guest on the line. Why don't you tell the folks about the new resident of Times Square? Sure. Thanks, Arthur. So we are excited to welcome Van Lewin uh, to Times Square. Uh, it's an ice cream shop with a real interesting story, and uh, it's the 180th store to open in Times Square since the pandemic. So this store put us over the hump. Uh, we had 179 stores close, and uh, welcome, Ben. Hey, Ben, it's Thank Arthur Idala. Welcome to the Idala Power Hour. How are you, sir? Thanks so much. Good. Thanks for having me on. So, Ben, is it true that you started off, like, in high school? It was like a high school summer job. Um having to do with ice cream, and then you, your brother, and your friend Laura um, created this company 15 so years ago? You're exactly right. Yeah, all true. And so give us a little background. Where where were you? Where where were you in school? Where, where did you go work? How did the ice cream thing come into your life? And, you know, give us a little a flavor of this American dream story. Sure. So, so I drove a good humor truck starting the summer of my senior year in high school. I rented the truck for, I think it was $200 a week. I bought the ice cream and I marked it up. So it was entrepreneurial. Um, I loved it. I mean, I had worked front of house in, you know, cafes and snack bars throughout high school. But, you know, this was the first time I did that. And I was really on my own. Fast forward, I'm graduating from college. I ended up doing that truck for three of my college summers. What what part of the world were you in when you're doing that? This was... Greenwich, Connecticut, so the suburbs of New York. Sure, um, I know, you know well. Super close by, as you guys know. And I needed a job, and I was walking through Madison Square Park one day. It was a really warm day in April, and I saw Mr. Softy Truck. And in that moment, I thought, why don't we do another ice cream truck, but this time do it with not just better ice cream, but like ice cream that is more luxurious than anything on the market. And we define that then, and we define it now by, it's really simple. It's a lot of cream, a lot of eggs, and carefully sourced ingredients like 
chocolate from small farms in Ecuador, Northwest totem strawberries that are always ripened on the plant in Oregon, whole bourbon and Tahitian vanilla beans, pistachios from Sicily, and never any unnecessary additives, so no palm oil, no hydrogenated oils, no natural flavors. So it's really simple stuff. Um, I mean, super-duper simple, defined by a lot of fat, a lot of eggs, and really good flavors. There we go. I love it. Now, you're obviously very successful in the retail market. Now you're coming into Times Square. Tell us about what went into that decision and what excites you about it. Well, we always wanted to do Times Square, but um, I think for the first 10 years we were building the brand in a sort of more, more, more of like a downtown way, you know, less on the international and national stage, more neighborhoody. Um, so it was about five years ago, so 10 years into the business, that we started seriously thinking about Times Square. Um, and I think we were close to getting something right before the pandemic, not because of the pandemic, that, fought, that, that spot fell apart. And then I think about two years ago, we started looking again. Um, and we needed a small space because you can only sell so much ice cream um, to make those Times Square rents. So we were fortunate to find 600 square feet with over 20 feet of frontage, which is very rare. Um, and we went for it. Um, well, I will tell you, as a guy whose office is three blocks away from Times Square, I am very excited about it. Um, <clears throat> although everyone's got these different like dietary issues, um, I have a question for some of the people in my office who are vegan. Do, do you guys have any vegan products? So about 35% of our entire menu is vegan. Almost all of our toppings are either vegan or have a vegan version. So the hot fudge is vegan. The whipped cream, you can either get coconut cream whipped or regular cow's whipped. Um, so, yeah, we have tons of vegan stuff. And when we, when we put vegan on the menu like three years into the business, we, we always wanted it to seem prominent, you know, not to make people who are vegan and have dietary restrictions feel like they were missing out. So we wanted to do a lot of vegan flavors and, you know, of course, make them as, as close to as delicious as the dairy as possible. So let me just ask you a straight-up business question. If you were walking into a business school anywhere here in the, the tri-state area and you were speaking to a classroom full of young business students, like I often do in law schools, what advice would you give them uh, regarding business in general and starting your own business the way you did? I would say... You either need a brilliant product or a viable product. One, ours is viable, right? It's ice cream. We know it works. It's worked for over 100 years since it's been commercially produced. Um, and past that, you need to be focused on every detail, from the product to the people um, that you hire to the, you know, of course, to the guests that you serve and what that experience is like. And you need to sustain that focus. Um, so that's two. And then three is, to me, what, what differentiates success from failure, again, in, in, this, in this food business, because ice cream is going to sell, right? Um, if, it's, if it's good enough, it's going to sell. So what makes Van Loon work and what makes some others not? It's overcoming challenges. So running this business for 15 years, having started this business with $60,000, and for the first 10 years, just run off that $60,000, we made it work because when stuff went wrong, we figured out how to overcome it. Um, and as I say that now, you know, having 
built a business that to us feels much bigger. It doesn't feel as intense, but at the time it was really intense and it felt terrible. You know, it was super, super stressful, but we always, always, always managed to find a way to keep going, to keep growing. Um, so in that sense, it's really simple. You know, stay focused on every detail. Um, make sure the product's either brilliant or viable and figure out how to overcome challenges. You know, if you want, if you want to do it. It's not for everyone. Oh, believe me, you know, I basically started my own business. And listening to you just now, I mean, being a lawyer, I think, is viable and it's 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 needed. But there's enormous amount of competition, as there is, you know, in your field. So if you were going to tell a student, or any potential entrepreneur, what was the one trick, the one key, the one element that made you guys stand out from all the other ice cream companies that want to be out there? I would say just tenacity, passion, and fear, but in the wrong order, I'd say passion. So we're genuinely passionate about food and hospitality. Um, So making really distinct ice cream and providing guests a really good experience and creating beautiful stores. So too is just, you know, having the tenacity to keep going to realize that only 10% of the business is going to be the fun stuff that we're passionate about. The other 90 is a lot of heavy lifting, a lot of stuff that might not be that exciting. And then the fear, I would say, you, you know, fear sounds negative. You could call it humility, right? And I think that's realizing that you've never arrived, right? So never saying, okay, you know, you know, Rub your hands together. All right, we did it. We're there. Um, just realizing that you can always improve and innovate every aspect of the business, you know, from product to supply chain to how we serve the guests in the stores to how we build the stores um, to, you know, how we provide our team the best service possible. So so that, and that's what I mean. Like, I, I mean, the truth is I'm, I'm constantly scared in a healthy way that, we're not going to continue to be able to do that well. But I think that's what drives us to continue. Believe me, Ben, I, as a, a lawyer who runs a small law firm, but I pay a lot a lot more mortgages than my own, I know the fear of which you speak. Before I let you go, Ben Lewin, um, do you, are you allowed to disclose like your favorite flavor of ice cream? Of course. Um, my favorite flavor today would be strawberry. Our strawberry oh. ice cream. So that one is made only. There's no milk in that. It's heavy cream. It's Northwest Totem Strawberries from Oregon, blended up. It is sugar and it's egg yolks and it's a little bit of sea salt. And that's it. I love. And what's that the lo- what, what's the location of your uh, your new Times Square? Address? Times Square is Seventh Avenue between Forty Seventh and Forty Eighth. Um, and at that store, we actually have a special flavor that is only served there that we made in partnership with Chef Jean George. It is a sour cherry creamsicle. So it's sour cherry sorbet swirled with a really rich Tahitian vanilla ice cream. All right. I'll be up the block. Maybe uh, maybe not tomorrow, but soon enough. Um, okay, I thank I'll, you so much, I'll be Tom. There this week. I hope to see you. All right. Uh, the pleasure would be all mine, Ben Rayleigh. Thank you so much for coming on, Tom. The Times Square Alliance, you keep fighting the good fight out there. And we appreciate you guys. Thank you. I appreciate you finding the time. We're taking a quick break. We're going to come back with Captain George Olson from the USMC. Don't go away. 
Mike Gallagher here. Time is running out to join us in Israel this fall. Dennis Prager and I are headed back to Israel in October with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to stand with Israel. We'll visit amazing places in the Holy Land designed to encourage and captivate you at every turn. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com and sign up today. In Israel, we'll explore some of the most fascinating sites from religious and political history. We'll walk the same streets that Jesus walked in Jerusalem, tracing back the steps of Jesus and the disciples. We'll float in the Dead Sea with all its healing and rejuvenating effects. We'll visit the Western Wall, a spiritual experience you'll always remember fondly. No other trip will be like this one. Sign up today to travel with Dennis Prager and yours truly, Mike Gallagher, to Israel. Call 855-565-5519. That's 855-565-5519. Or visit StandWithIsraelTour.com. StandWithIsraelTour.com. Arthur, you should tell us about Bay Ridge Honda. Oh, okay. So here, you know my friend Rob Sabah and the Sabah family. They've been running Bay Ridge Honda for six decades. That's right, six decades. And you know what they're going to do right now in the month of September? They're going to give you $1,500 when you turn in your trade or lease and purchase your next car with Bay Ridge Honda. They've been the family-owned, the Sabah family-owned operator for six decades. Brooklyn, Manhattan, Staten Island, Queens, and the Bronx, they all choose Bay Ridge Honda. Browse from over 200 new Honda vehicles and over 100 certified pre-owned vehicles backed by the Honda True Program at their 2022 President's Award-winning dealership. And right now, when interest rates are going through the roof, you can get 0% APR financing and zero down payments on select new 2023 Honda models all month long. Plus, receive $1,500 when you turn in your trade or lease when you purchase your next car with Bayridge Honda. Even if you don't buy a car from Bayridge Honda, they will buy your car from you. So visit them at 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Bayridge, Brooklyn, right off the R train, the 86th Street stop on the R train, or online at BayridgeHonda.com. BayRidgeHonda.com. You'll see 200 cars that you could select or the 100 certified pre-owned cars. Don't hesitate. These deals are available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. See dealer for details. Sale ends September 30th, 2023. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970. The Answer. Listening to it's the Doobie Brothers, Little Doobies. All right, so um, I was blessed to live in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, where I still live now. And you know, when you're a kid, you, you got a best friend. Everyone who's listened to this show knows my best friend growing up was a kid named Chris Glynn. Uh, I refer to him as my boy Glynn. And we were in each other's homes so much that I remember one, one time my dad pulling me aside. He goes, Arthur. Chris has had dinner with us 10 nights in a row. I think tonight he could go eat in his own house just because, you know, that, that's how often we were together. And as we got older, I spent so much time in his in his house, um, which is now three doors away from where I currently live. So where he used to live is three doors away where I current, from where I currently live. So I have such beautiful memories. And I will tell you, when you do the high-pressure stuff that we do here at the law firm, Going home and being at a place that you feel so secure in and so safe in, it really, it, it really 
is fantastic. It keeps me away from the shrink um, because you have that sense of security. And growing up in that house, um, uh, Chris's dad's name was Tom, but I couldn't call him Tom because it was disrespectful. Remember the beginning of the show? We were talking about respect, but I was too close to him to call him Mr. Glynn, but his middle name was Anthony, Thomas Anthony Glynn. So I coined the name Tag. And it caught on like fire, so everyone called him Tag. He passed away, I believe it was 20 years ago last week. Um, and Chris's mom was Connie. And my son, Arthur, refers to her as my second mom because Connie was always there, and, and she, she still is there. I was walking Ariana last weekend, and I called Connie and said, I'm going to come by, and I come by, and there she is on the stoop with a, in a beautiful house where she lives, and she's got a bowl of berries with honey on them and a Gatorade because it was really hot that day, and she was talking to me and she she's become so wise in her years um and connie has a brother her brother she had a sister marie who passed away way too young decades ago and her brother george and george is someone we've always all looked up to um he was in the united states marines Uh, george when were you in the marines Uh, 1967 to 1970 all right and well i was that's i basically met chris in 72 Three, I think. Yeah, I think this is our 50-year anniversary. Maybe 72. Um, and then George came back from the Marines, and then you took a while, and then you went to law school, correct? Right. I went to uh, graduate school in California first uh, when I got out of the Marine Corps. Cal State Fulton got a master's in urban studies. And then when I moved back to New York in 80, I started Fordham in 82. And, and how old were you? 85. I graduated uh, in 1985. I was 41. Right. So that's not typical. No, not typical. But I went, you know, at night, and then I took, I did it in three years. I went during the summer and uh, kept going to school. And um, my father used to say something when somebody, he says, if anybody tells you you're going to be too old, you're going to be that age anyway. So people said, you're going to be 40 years old. And I said, well, I'm going to be 40 anyway. Either I'm going to be 40 an attorney or I'm not going to be an attorney. And uh, you're a little older than 40 now, and it's all worked out pretty well for you. That's fantastic. It's worked out very well for me. So I want to talk to you a little bit about New York and your life here in New York because you, um, you lived downtown during 9-11, correct? Yeah, I was the president of PS234, the... Uh, Elementary school on Warren and Greenwich Street. Since that was a week ago and a day ago yesterday, and I'm big with never forgetting, what was that experience like living downtown and being in charge of a school on, on, in the, the little circumstances? Well, it was, uh, it was amazing because all of a sudden the president of uh, a little elementary school had this high profile with uh, you know the Board of Education and everything else. And the Board of Ed wanted us to go back to school right away, and we refused to go back. So there was a big fight. Stuyvesant High School, because the parents of the high school students didn't live in the community, they didn't know what it was like. There's now this anomaly of the kids that were back in Stuyvesant of the rates of cancer of the kids in the school. Because they were dumping right outside high, Stuyvesant High School. How long until the little kids went back to school? We didn't go back till the following February. So six months, six months, almost. Okay. And the fires went out, which was a big thing. Luckily, the fires went out. Yeah, you know, obviously, you know where I live. That smoke came right to Bay Ridge, right, right through the waterway. I mean, that's that's a smell I never. Yeah, well, was, they used to come down with fire engines and trucks and spray, spray the buildings. 
and you had all this asbestos mud in the streets after a while. It was it was a unique time down there. But so the people pulled together. That was the amazing part of New York. Oh, that was believe me. People uh, pulled together. That, that that month or two thereafter. I mean, if you want to look at a silver lining, the way we all treated each other it didn't matter if you were Republican, Democrat, Black, White, man. Yeah, whatever, I, it was and all I think people should remember that. That's really the true story about New York. I mean, you. You say hello to somebody if they're nice. That's all that really matters, uh, not the color of their hair or the color of their skin or anything else. If they're nice people, that's what I think you have to look at. So, George Olson, you were active duty in Vietnam. You're a lawyer in New York City. You've been here basically your whole life except when you were deployed and when you were in California. You live in lower Manhattan. Everyone's talking about Eric Adams and the mayor and the governor and the president and the migrants you're a man who i have a tremendous amount of respect for uh eric adams is going to be here on thursday uh if you're going to hear he's going to be sitting in exactly the seat you're sitting in if he's going to be sitting in this seat and you were sitting next to him and you could talk talk to him what would you tell the mayor of the city that i know you love and care about so much i would tell him to let these people work and if uh, somebody doesn't like it they can come in and try and stop us uh my great-grandfather and my grandfather came over here on the boat and I'm sure like a lot of listeners they have the same story is it's either their grandparents or their great-grandparents let them work and if the governor doesn't want them to work she can send the National Guard down and if the president doesn't like it he can send in the army let the people work they want to work we need people to work Uh, let them work and that's what I think he should do and take, you know, he wants to run the city, let him run it, and let them try and stop it. And, again, you live in lower Manhattan, and what's the crime situation? The quality of life would probably be the better answer. Quality of life is phenomenal. In, in, Manhattan, in, in New York City, I came back to New York in 1980. I mean, the murder rate, there was 2,000 people killed. I mean, we lose 360 people, and most of them are crimes of passion. A husband and a wife. Or right, a or a drug dealer against yeah, drug dealer. Yeah, or a drug dealer against her. The t- two precincts have the most of the killing. It's very safe. I mean, there's some random crime and things like that, but I think it gets blown up, uh, just like I think a lot of things get blown You're up. You're a subway rider. How's the subway? Subway's perfect. It's clean. Subways are on time. There's no, no crime. I'm an old guy. Nobody bothers me. Nothing. You know, you're an old guy. I wouldn't mess with. But... Uh, <laughs> Um, all right. Well, Uncle George, I appreciate you. Uh, and I love New York, and I think it's doing very, so very well. So people are saying it's over, and everyone's oh, going to – you going to Florida? Are you going to move to Florida? Never never going to Florida. I'm never leaving New York. Uh, well, New I, York I, is home. By the way, folks, I did not script Uncle George to say all of this stuff. But you know I'm cut from the same cloth. I feel the same way. My family feels the same way. Uh, and the, those who don't, you know, they could go away. The problem is, is we need that tax revenue. That's – that's the issue, and that's what, what uh, uh, Eric Adams has been saying. You know, he goes, "I don't want the rich people to disappear." He goes, "Anyone who says that's ridiculous, they they're paying all of our taxes." But you could tune in on Thursday, and you could hear what the mayor of the city of New York has to say because he's going to be here, sitting on the other side of the uh, the microphone. We are out of time. Uncle George and I are going to go break some bread here in the in Midtown. I'm sure we'll have a good Italian meal. And uh, I thank everyone for listening. Sam Bellino, once again, a spectacular job. Joni's off being a thespian somewhere, but she'll be reporting in tomorrow. 
And I hope everyone has a great evening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.